It's April 3rd, 2019, and the first day of Hawaii Public Radio's Spring Fun Drive. Welcome to a special edition of Bite Marks Cafe, where we bring you the latest technology, innovation, and entrepreneurship. I'm Bert Lum. During this special edition, we'll kick things off with Roy Gal and Ashley Shantos from the Institute for Astronomy. They're here to tell us about exoplanets and the next IFA open house. Then after a short break, we'll talk to Brandon Lester from SCR Technologies about the upcoming U.S. Cyber Challenge. Now, during our live broadcast here, the phone lines are reserved for your pledges. We are looking for new members, so if you enjoy the weekly tech talks, we will hope you consider supporting the great original local programming on Hawaii Public Radio. And of course, you can pledge now by going to hawaiipublicradio.org or calling 944-8800 on Oahu or from everywhere else, 1-888-970-8800, toll free from the neighbor island. So you can make your pledge by doing that right now. Of course, we want to welcome Roy Gal and Ashley Shantos to Bite Marks Cafe. First off, I want to talk to Ashley about this exoplanet. Because, you know, there was a time when we were going to change the name of the show to Exoplanet Palooza. Is that so? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Roy was just telling us all about all the exoplanet discoveries that were happening that, you know, we were so excited about it. But I want you to tell us a little bit about the backstory to this Kepler 1659. I mean, they discovered it. 10 years ago, but what did you contribute to the resurgence of interest in, in this Kepler-1685? Yes, 80, that's no, 1658. Yes. you got to come up with a better name for that. Uh, I, I, you know, I tried to ask them for a special number like Kepler-0, but they, they didn't really go okay. for that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, the telescope launched over 10 years ago to the day. Um, they were looking at one area of the sky, found many, many planets. So it discovered these planets at that time, or planet candidates, and it was up to the scientists to actually go through the data to confirm these planets. So this planet was technically found 10 years ago, but it um, wasn't until just, you know, recently. Um, you know, I say it's what's better than discovering a planet is discovering one by accident. So I was doing a totally different science and just happened to come across uh, this planet. So when they first, uh, I guess, discovered it, what were some of the characteristics that they perhaps assigned to this exoplanet? And, and what was it that you helped clarify? Sure. So um, in the last 10 years, I'd say we've gotten a lot better at uh, characterizing stars. So what happens is over 99% of the stars the planets that we detect are indirectly. So the, mm -hmm. we're, we're measuring changes in the actual star, star's behavior. So we only know about the planet as well as we know about the star. And at the time, um, KOI-4 is what it was called before it became Kepler-1658. It was actually, um, they said it was kind of similar to our sun. So about the same size, about the same mass. But it turns out that... In um, my what we call astro seismology, which is just a really fancy way of saying um, it's kind of like sim similar to seismology, you mm -hmm. know, the way that we measure the vibrations here on Earth, we can actually use these uh, brightness variations to infer things about the star, the size, the mass, um, and found that it was three times bigger. 
Now, was that also uh, a way of determining what the size of the exoplanet was? Yeah. So it, 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 if it makes the star three times bigger, it then made the planet three times bigger. And that would mean that this this sun, the star, this three times larger than the sun, is hosting a very hot Jupiter-sized planet that's on an orbital period of only 3.85 days. So it's whipping around its host star. So it's closer to the star than... Mercury's orbit, mm-hmm. but the star itself is also three times bigger. So you can imagine how hot this planet would be. And um, I guess it's, this is sort of a rare thing, right? I mean, it, this is something that is not common amongst exoplanets that are discovered. Yeah, yeah. And that is correct. So of um, the 4,000 planets that we know about, there's only about two dozen planets that orbit what we call evolved stars or you know what would happen to our sun as it gets older mm-hmm. right it's going to it's going to puff up and get a lot bigger um so this this was one of these types of systems so it was orbiting an older star that was starting to you know um get bigger and what we think what happens when that um when these stars get bigger is it kind of um pulls almost basically engulfs the the planets. Well, that's great. And, and I'm happy to have you on and great to hear about these exoplanet stories. Now, sure. Roy, I, I, I love to have uh, you tell us uh, all about what's happening with the Institute for Astronomy. Unfortunately, we only have a short period of time during this uh, segment, but you have an open house coming up. Uh, tell us about the open house. Yes. Yeah, so we have our annual open house that we have at our Manoa headquarters right next to uh, the Manoa Library mm-hmm. and across from the Lani School. So I mean, every, you've, you've had this for many years. I think this is number 17. Wow. So this will be Sunday the 7th from 11 to 4. It's totally free. We have lots of free parking both in our parking lot and across the way at Nolani. And we have talks about different astronomy discoveries. We have hands-on activities, a star lab, portable planetarium. We've got liquid nitrogen demos. We haven't done that in the past. That's always fun if people haven't seen it. Um, We've got telescopes out looking at the sun. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You can come ask an astronomer your most uh, deepest uh, astronomy questions. And Ashley, are you going to be there? I am. Are you going to talk about exoplanets? Possibly. <laughs> Come by. Maybe, maybe she'll be in the Star Lab. Uh, she's our, <laughs> one of our Star Lab experts. Oh, very good. We'll so, have Lego there. We have all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So, are you? Is this more for the 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 the, the kids in high school, elementary school, or it's everybody more else? for everybody? So we have like kid friendly activities, but we also have the talks that are aimed more at sort of a high school to adult audience. And like looking at the sun through telescopes or walking through a scale solar system, everybody learns something there. So and come so, one, come all. Uh, this is happening when again? This Sunday, April 7th from 11 to 4. And where can people find more information? Uh, the best place to look is on our website, which is IFA hawaii.edu or we're on Facebook, UHIFA. And Ashley, can we find information about the uh, Kepler 1658? On the the IFA website as well, yes. Very good. Thanks, Roy and Ashley, for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And after a short break, we will be back with Brandon Lester, and we'll be talking about the upcoming U.S. Cyber Challenge. If you enjoy programming on Hawaii Public Radio, you can pledge, uh, of course, by going to the website at hawaiipublicradio.org, or you can give us a call. And that number is 944-8800 or from the neighbor islands, at 1-888-970-8800. And of course, uh, now we will hand you back over to Pledge Central with Nick and Kuvehi, and they will take you onto a pleasurable ride.
Well, we're back live in the studio. I want to thank Nick and Kuuvehi for taking care of the pledge drive portion of Bite Marsh Cafe. Of course, uh, this is Bite Marsh Cafe, and of course, you're listening to Hawaii Public Radio, and this is the first day of the spring pledge drive. And if you visit our website, you can go to hawaiipublicradio.org and do a donate and become a member. Uh, of course, you can also call us at 944-8800 or from the neighbor islands at 888-970-8800. Before we get to the U.S. Cyber Challenge, I do want to tell you about a Microsoft event that's coming up. It's called the Microsoft 2019 Hawaii Classroom Ex- uh, Experience Summit. And it's, called, it's, it's actually all for you K-12 through teachers and educators as well as principals, administrators, interested parties. You're all invited. This Lunch and Learn, and uh, it takes place over uh, at the convention center. It's uh, happening on Tuesday, April 9th. That's next week, Tuesday, at 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., and it'll take place again at the Hawaii Convention Center. You can RSVP by sending an email to ben.wolf at microsoft.com. And you have to do it by this Friday, April 5th. So take care of that. I'll put that up on our show notes later on tonight. So if you're interested, you can check out the Microsoft Hawaii Classroom Experience Summit. Now joining us is Brandon Lester. He's from SRC Technologies. He's here to tell us about the U.S. Cyber Challenge. Welcome to the show, Brandon. Thanks very much, Bert. So tell me, uh, well, maybe tell me a little bit about what uh, SRC Technologies does first. Sure. SRC Technologies is a small business business. we have a lot of folks in the D.C. area, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm the only employee out here in Hawaii, but I have the opportunity to kind of do a global approach to, to our business and work with a lot of folks here, um, whether that's U.S. Indopaycom or a lot of the federal government agencies. So is your is your work primarily in the cybersecurity space? Uh, yep. I've been in the cybersecurity world for about 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, background in mechanical engineering, actually, but it's a it's a nice jump to go from engineering into, into the IT world. Now, we have been covering the, the interest in cybersecurity, and, and you know, Reynold uh, Hioki has been on several times to talk about various cybersecurity programs, especially to get the you know young students that are interested to follow perhaps a pathway uh, uh, toward this uh, field. Can you tell me a little bit about what is um, generating this kind of interest? Uh, I think cybersecurity is now going to be prevalent in nearly every opportunity for business, every opportunity for uh, our social lives as well. So the need for folks to be aware of what is cybersecurity, how do you stay cybersecure, is really going to pervade throughout all of our lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, in terms of actually going through the curriculum, going through the training, what kinds of job opportunities are there in Hawaii for cybersecurity professionals? There's a, an endless number of jobs, I think, that will only continue to grow. Um, nationally, I think there's probably hundreds of thousands of jobs that are unfilled today, and that's mm-hmm. only projected to continue and continue. So within um, the state, I think there's a lot of work in the the banking industry, uh, federal government, of course, state government, and need to protect uh, all businesses from, from five-person small business up to a, a, a very large government group. So before we get into the details of the uh, cyber challenge, I'm, I'm curious, when students go through the curriculum and get uh, sort of the educational experience of cybersecurity, 
uh, are they are they hireable at that point, or do they need to have some sort of field work experience? And where do they get that first experience of the actual job? I think with any uh, any career field, the more active you are in trying to learn and understand what what your job or career is going to bring the better you are in order to go get that first job. Mm-hmm. So uh, actively engaging, looking for internships, doesn't matter if it is a cybersecurity internship or, or a general IT internship. Taking that, looking for a part-time job where you support in the same way, even uh, demonstrating your interest in the community. Uh, we have a lot of great opportunities where people can volunteer. Just getting your name out there really helps a lot. And in this modern day, I think the opportunity to write code, publish it publicly on something like GitHub, uh, you, you're demonstrating your capability right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you suggest, uh, let's say, internships? I mean, where would be some potential places where interns are welcome? I know a lot of the businesses in the in the area, whether it's um, folks downtown that do IT work in general, or even uh, NetNSA has a lot of summer internships that I know of. Now, you know, we have such a short period of time to talk story, but tell me more about the, the uh, cyber, cyber challenge, the U.S. Cyber Challenge. Sure. So we're working with uh, the Center for Internet Security, and they, mm-hmm. they host this program nationally. Uh, there are camps that have been put on in Delaware and Virginia and, and Chicago, and this is the first year we're bringing it to the state of Hawaii. So what we're doing is basically going out on a search for America's best cybersecurity talent. Are you looking for students or are you looking for professionals? This is an 18 and up um, program. Oh, but, 18 and up. Okay. Mm-hmm, but the, the students uh, will generally be, you know, college age. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's not really locked into students particularly. It's anyone that's interested in kind of proving themselves in that cybersecurity field, trying to break in. How do they prove themselves through this program? So the, the first piece of the program is what we call a cyber quest. Mm-hmm. And that is essentially a quiz uh, that is open starting about a couple days ago, and it closes um, later in April. And essentially what the folks need to do is sign up, register for this quiz on uh, the cyberquest.org website, go in, and you have a challenge that you need to perform. So you have to have some requisite skills ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Go in and perform these um, tests, uh, answer the questions correctly in as short as time as possible, and that qualifies you to be considered for a summer camp hosted later in August here on Oahu. So the summer camp takes place in August, and then what, what kind of, real quickly, what happens at the cyber camp? So the cyber camp is really uh, a one-week program where we get to pull in uh, specialized instructors, some from SANS Institute, some from local folks, and then what we're going to do is uh, bring them for uh, culminating in a uh, capture the flag competition at the end of the week. So where can people find out more information about the uh, Cyber Challenge? The Cyber Challenge is on cyberchallenge.org, and the quest is cyberquest.org. Very good. I'll put that up on our show notes for later on tonight. Thanks, Brandon, for joining us. Uh, it was a pleasure. Thanks. And, of course, we'll, of course, thank you for listening to Bite Mars Cafe. You want to join us next week when we will talk about the Island Innovation Demo Day. In the meantime, you don't go away because if you enjoy local programming like Bite Marks Cafe on Hawaii Public Radio, you can pledge by going to hawaiipublicradio.org or by calling us at 944-8800 or from the neighbor islands at 1-888-970-8800. We will check in with Nick and Kuvei over at Pledge Central after this short break.